You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to episode 12 of Untapped Keg. I'm RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How are you doing there, guy? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm doing well. Um, doing well. Allergies are kicking my butt, but uh, glad we are able to hop on and get episode 12 going. How you been? I'm good. My, uh, I've been starting to feel my allergies a little bit too, but <laughs> I got poison ivy last week. Ooh. So... Ooh, how and and where at on your body? Uh, well, <laughs> at work because mm-hmm. that's where I always get it. Uh, and by always, I mean three times. And I had it on my f- both forearms, and then because my body is fighting this off, I ended up getting hives on my uh, torso. Jeez. So yeah, the and that's the itchy part right now, like. I haven't slept great for a week, which is fine. I'm a parent, whatever. Like, I never sleep fine anymore. But, the hives, though. Um, yeah. Uh, the itchiness is starting mm-hmm. to get to me, finally. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I've never had hives before, I, I but I've heard that it's, it's more annoying than it is um, painful or, or or anything. It's just, it's just an annoying yep. thing to have. And I'm glad I yeah, never experienced so, it. <laughs> I realized I had it last weekend. It's like, oh, whatever. I didn't think it was going to be bad. And then it actually ended up being a pretty decent uh, case that I got of poison ivy. So I ended up getting blisters on both my forearms, which is mm-hmm. no big deal. Uh, I just had to wear a long sleeve shirt all week. And luckily it was a little cooler. So that didn't bug me very much. But until I went to sleep. And now it's at the scab over and peel off part point. So it's itchy every once in a while. But um, yeah, these hives are just, they got to go. They got to go, man. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you, what do you use for that? What do you, what do you use for that? Some, some, some form of antibiotic or some cream, some, I don't even know, some tea tree oil. Like what, what do you, what do you, what are you using? Uh, you grab some dirt and you rub in it. Uh, sure <laughs> it's a natural remedy <laughs> I'm sure no uh, they have like anti-itch spray they tell you to uh, that uh, if you don't have an open wound you can use hydrocortisone cream um, honestly I didn't really use anything till the, just on these hives I've been using anti-itch stuff but uh, there was so the first time I got it was really bad. I was a first year apprentice and mm-hmm. it was the first time I ever got it. And uh it was after a storm and I come into work and I'm like, I don't know what I got, but I got something really bad. And I show the guys are like, Oh, you got poison ivy. They're like, Don't worry, it'll go away, you know. And all the old guys who'd gotten it a lot were like, Oh, so here's what I do, and I'll never forget this. This guy who had 41 years of experience, he's like, this is going to sound really weird, 
but this is what you want to do. He's like, trust me, you want to, you want to dry it out. Like that's your goal is to dry this out. You need to pop the blisters. So you get a Brillo pad, which is those green scrubbers that you use on dishes that, Mm -hmm. and you use it on like grease stains, whatever, anything you got to scrub hard. He's like, take a bucket, pour some gasoline in it. What? Dunk the Brillo pad in it and then pop the blisters and just scrub everything down on your arms. And I looked at him. I cocked my head and looked at him. (laughs) My jaw dropped and he's like, I know it hurts, but it dries it out. And then it'll only last a few days instead of a week. I looked at him. I'm like, I think I can handle a week. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, anything d- dealing with it, it, wait, did you say putting gasoline on your skin? <laughs> Not just that, breaking open blisters with and putting gasoline gas- soaked pad. Okay, so he's just talking about I, said, I don't know if that's really helping the wound or you're just getting high <laughs> from the gasoline and no longer feeling the pain. <laughs> this this is one of the like he's a really smart guy too, but uh, yeah, I would say that's old an old school remedy that uh, today's doctors would probably shake their heads at. I must def- I, I I doubt that that's an old school remedy. I think uh, this individual just uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I can guarantee you that's probably not something people have done. Uh, yeah, I, hopefully, I have faith in in the human race, and hopefully, back then we just uh, you know didn't tell people to put gasoline on, on your skin um, to cure hives or whatever, a poison ivy. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, that time, uh, the next day, actually, my blisters were weeping, which happens a lot with poison ivy. Mm-hmm. But it was so bad when I showed the guys. There were two guys who had 40-plus years of experience and used to get it all the time. They had looks of horror on their face and made me go to the hospital. I've, I've never seen that before. You got to go. So I go, and then the the doctor's like, okay, you're going to hate this, but this is what you're going to have to do to get, you know, be able to get some sleep within the next week. They gave me uh, prednisone, which is a steroid, which just helps pretty much with the itching, being able to deal with it. And then um, I had like a bomb, like a, almost like a Vaseline type uh, jelly that I had to put on my arms at night. And I had to wrap my arms in saran wrap. And put ace wrap over it, and that's how I had to sleep. And how did you that? T- how did that you work? You tell out? me how well you'll sleep sleeping <laughs> right. like that. <laughs> how how w- w- there's no way that was comfortable. I mean, it, w- it wasn't. I didn't get any right. sleep. You couldn't have. There's no way. It's not possible. It's but I, I, that was probably five days. I didn't really get sleep, and then uh, and then I was pretty healed. But yeah, ever since. Since that time, I've it hasn't been that bad. That was the worst I had. It this this was the second worst, but it it was what it was. Like showers felt the best, but that's just because they always do. So I've never had I've never had poison ivy. Never it's not. Hmm. And, you so know, I grew the up first time it. the first time I had it, it was not good. But yeah, this it's not that bad. The other time I got two times I've had it. Including this time. Right. I mean, I grew up in the country in Missouri and, you know, my sister, uh, you know, we would always go 
camping. We would be outside running around and never, never caught it. She may have caught it before. I'm not sure. I think she may have. I can't remember, but I, I've never, never had it. Never been stung by a bee. Never caught, uh, you know, any poison ivy or anything. It's I've, I've been, I've been lucky. Very, very I, lucky. Uh, I didn't get it, you know, until I was like 27. And I know I've been through it before. But the first time I got it, I think, was the roots. I think, uh, yeah, we were putting up some down wire. And when I went to go pull it up, I think I grabbed a ivy plant because I saw some up there. But it was like whatever. I've walked through some already earlier this summer. And uh, I think I pulled up a plant and the root got on my forearm. And then because I was sweating so much, it just ran all the way down my arms and got on my other arm. and. Yeah, that's and, all she wrote. And then I've been susceptible <laughs> ever since. So, like, it's, it's, you know, Ashley and I always talked about that stuff. Uh, you know, growing up, it's, it's our dad, you know, caught poison ivy a lot. Um, but we would just never, ever get it. It's ever. Some people are immune to it. Some people aren't. So I I, I, I I always thought, I always thought that every time you got it after the first time, it was a Mm -hmm. little less severe. That's probably true too. But Ashley being, Ashley being Ashley made me have a teleconference with a doctor to verify Mm -hmm. it was poison ivy because I didn't know, you know? (laughs) So the doctor's like, well, you know, every time you get it is going to get worse. And I'm like, Really? She goes, yeah. I'm like, I thought it was the opposite because honestly, this is not as bad as the first time I got it. She's right. like, really? It's like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't want it. I was definitely not going to try to get it. I don't know. Um, and who knows? Uh, hopefully, I'm not allergic to bee stings. If I'm not allergic, to, uh, but bee, bees aren't terrible. Bees, unless you're allergic. I mean, I've been stung by a bee probably 20 times. It's always unlucky. Like when you have leather gloves on and you go to put it on and a freaking mm-hmm. wasp lands right in between your the cuff of your glove and on your right. wrist and stings you twice before it leaves. Like, yeah, that seems to be generally how I get stung, which Absolutely. stinks. Absolutely. Hopefully no murder hornets make it over to Wisconsin. I'm not too worried about the mur- murder hornets for sure. I'll just hit them with not a tennis racket, those, but... Jumanji style. Ah. <laughs> So what's new, man? So, <laughs> and thanks, well, thanks so uh, dude, you know, it was a big week, big week this week, exciting week in video games and freaking uh, video games. It, it was also, you know, it was also an exciting week for uh, one of us on untapped keg specifically Friday. Yes. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit of uh, yes, indeed, the event man. that was on Friday? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So I had to, uh, you know, I had to do this uh, Zoom interview, um, Zoom interview with the Wisconsin Voices for Recovery, um, a pretty large organization, a nonprofit organization here in Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, what they do is they specialize in, um, you know, really helping out, you know, communities, uh, you know, targeting communities who are really struggling with the opioid crisis, uh, providing Narcans, um, obviously running events to uh, providing peer support specialist uh, training, um, et cetera. And it's uh, just a 
pretty awesome organization. So they uh, contacted me because uh, I spoke at their event last year. I think that was, yeah, last year. And, uh, you know, to kind of just hop on and really, you know, just continue to provide that support for those um, during this, you know, during this challenging time. And even for myself, it was really good for myself to uh, just to continuously do something every single day that's keeping me on the recovery path. Um, so there was a Zoom a Zoom uh, session, I want to say. Um, there was about between 10 to 15 individuals. So it wasn't like a lot of people, um, but it was still cool just for those who tapped in to really hear my story again, for me to share, obviously, some of the things that I'm doing now, that being uh, this podcast that's really been helping me out with um, staying on track. has been helping me um, you know, with any type of stressors that come up, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome way to, to vent, um, a healthy outlet for sure. And, um, it was just cool to connect, reconnect with him and then, and then to uh, kind of answer some questions for some people who were there. Um, the really, the, really the biggest, uh, message that I kept pushing across and I'm just a full, you know, just a huge believer in it is, uh, just finding that sense of community, um, or creating that sense of community. Um, and, I kind of feel like it. It took me a while to really understand what that meant, but I, you know, now, you know, going on four years, it's um, I'm, you know, with us doing this podcast, it's you know, we're really taking charge in creating our own community. You know what I mean? Um, Definitely creating a community. Yeah, creating a community and and feeling obligated or feeling a sense of uh, an obligation or having having a duty to help others who, you know, may have started their recovery journey and then boom, they've been hit in the face with, you know, the stay at home orders and the quarantine and all that stuff. So I know it's been challenging for people. So it was just cool to tap back into that network and, uh, you know, share my experiences and, and talk about all the good, um, you know, that's to come. Yeah. It was probably nice to have some, human interaction too that isn't just me and your parents and your sister so right i thought you were you know i thought you kind of took off there for a second uh, kind of quiet i was like like, oh no no no. i was just listening because this this (laughs) is like the first (laughs) detail that i'm hearing about the event too so that's really cool and it was good um, man it's yeah like good you know fostering positivity to something that nice to learn that's really what it was a really good point it was just uh finding an opportunity during you know the time of stay-at-home order quarantine what have you to to still um yeah share positivity share you know find the silver lining in the moments and uh you know understand that uh you know this is temporary um we're in it for the for the long haul, it's uh, it's a lifelong journey. We got to understand that. So my message, other than finding a sense of community, was we have to understand that uh, you know these triggers and stressors are always going to be popping up in our lives. So the beauty about going through therapy, what I learned was understanding that trigger or stressor. You know, for example, if I'm down one day, feeling depressed. I can actually tap into that emotion and be like, okay, why am I feeling this way? And kind of think back throughout my day or think back throughout the week or even the month and figure out maybe there's a situation of something that I didn't address um, and kind of tapping back into that and understanding, okay, that's why I'm stressed out. That's why I'm depressed. That's why I'm I'm upset. And uh, figuring out a way to cope with that in a healthy way is uh, kind of what that emotional intelligence 
aspect of, 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 you know, recovery. Um, so it's just awesome, man, this growing process. And I'm excited that we've been doing this podcast and kind of creating our own community. So that's what that was, man. Uh, yeah. And I most, I'm, I most I'm definitely dropped too, our name. Like- <laughs> Dropped our name a good amount of times. <laughs> as well you should, as well you should. I know when you texted me about it, I was like, pimp that podcast hard, man. He said, oh, oh I'm going to. Sure. So, well, for a, sure. I saw and, a few people. No, I was going to say, I saw a few people writing down the name and stuff. And I was like, yes, yes, keep writing it down. Keep writing it down. That's really cool. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So that was Friday. Well, and, welcome. Uh, if you are just joining us from that um really awesome event you did you know one thing you touched on there that uh kind of hit home like triggered something in me too was when you said uh this is you're in it for the long haul and -hmm. it's not i'm just kind of like what's going on right now is right now and the stressors things that make you go back to um you know triggering you to go back to whatever your vice was, uh, that is something that you can use to very, very, when you think about it. So like, you know, they're right now. And if you think about a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, sometimes they can give you the hope that you need to be able to get through that. Absolutely. Those stressors at that time. That's, that's definitely something good that I'm glad that you, you know, you touched on a little bit there too, but could also create some quicksand where mm. you start to kill yourself with some hypotheticals and you just, <laughs> the harder you start kicking, the, the more you start to sink into your stressors. So, you know, that's something else to watch out for. Yeah, like it's find something, mm-hmm. find a hobby, find something that you can go to that can yes. give you something Zen. Yes. And that's what, so, uh, yeah, that's what I was telling, you know, after I got done sharing all that, I was like, you know, but for, you know, most definitely don't, don't, don't believe that I have all the answers. Cause I, you know, sure as hell don't have all the, <laughs> all the answers. It's, you know, I'm still a newcomer in a sense to, to this, to this uh, sober world, but it's, it's my goal is just to continue and same for you. And that's why we were doing this is to yep. help those who just just started, help those who are in long-term recovery and, and just uh, extending help and a helping hand, man. That's this. That's what it's all about, really. Yeah, that's really, what it's absolutely. all about. I I definitely don't have all the answers. I actually, so I went to Costco yesterday, um, because I you know I have Fridays off, so uh, I I went during the day so there wouldn't be as many people, and in order to avoid people, because I guess older people don't understand that when you stop in the middle of an aisle six feet behind you means that somebody you know three four people need to stop so you force people to go down aisles they don't want to go down to get around you like have a little bit of you know get to the side do something so that people can still stay six feet away from you while you're shopping Mm -hmm. Um, that that'd be nice but Anyway, so I was trying to avoid these people so I could keep my six-foot distance. I ended up getting forced into the alcohol section. And I turn and look, and there's a big bottle of vodka right there. And I'm like, that's a good price. That's a pretty good bottle. I bet you that vodka would taste pretty good. And as I'm thinking this, I can still taste it. 
It's been over six years and I can still taste it just by looking at it. Like it's crazy. It's just crazy. This is something that, you know, came to mind yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I wasn't even good though. That's kind of, (laughs) (laughs) that kind of goes back to what I said though. It's, I think just being able to understand it, tap into it and kind of grasp onto that moment is I think the process of recovery. Um, because before, you know, when we weren't emotionally intelligent in a sense, we would have these emotions, these feelings and just drown them out literally. Um, so, uh, we were able to now to, to, to understand it, grasp it, figure it out, dissect it, understand why we're feeling that certain way. And, uh, and kind of just think on it and keep moving forward. Um, so that's a pretty pretty cool part about this. You really yep. learn a lot about yourself, which is definitely which is weird, <laughs> weird in a way. <laughs> it it was like two or three years for me before I finally started to realize the different emotions I was actually feeling. It's not just like happy, mad, glad, sad. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's other emotions in there. And I was starting to figure out and what they were. I still, I have issues vocalizing, like finding words to describe how I'm feeling. Like I kind of, I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to find that emotional intelligence. There's never a light switch that's like, you know, your aha moment. Like you're always constantly learning. Oh, dude. So as I long mean, as you go into this with that mentality that you're always going to be learning, it's going to help. But uh, yeah, yeah, I would say I'm. I definitely emotional intelligence is not a strong suit for me. That's for yeah. sure. No one, no one's. Yeah, no one has gotten to their pinnacle point in life uh, with emotional intelligence. It's there's always room for improvement. Um, always room for improvement, unless you're the, you're the Dalai Lama. Um, it's, you know, there's always room for, for improvement. So that was, that was, that was, uh, an exciting time for me, man. I think I'm going to do another one with them. Um, so what was it? Was it like people asking you questions? Was it like a round table discussion with, uh, questions that everybody would have, a have a chance to answer or yeah. you know, how, pretty- how was it kind of set up? Yeah, at the beginning, it was pretty much me just sharing my story just to kind of catch people up to speed who may not uh, be in tune with it. But, uh, you know, after that, then, then yeah, it was, you know, I, I, I came with some topics, of course. Um, and then those topics led to other topics, of course. And But, uh, yeah, some people started chiming and asking questions and all that stuff. Um, it, was, it was pretty cool, man. Pretty unique um, situation. Uh, but I'm most definitely looking forward That's to doing awesome. it again. Yeah, it's you know with technology nowadays, it's so. I mean, you can really you can do most things from home, um, and that that being you know have meetings, conference calls, or, or whatever. So it was just awesome to see us utilize it to still be able to help people. So it was pretty cool. So that was my Friday. Um, it was my Friday, and uh, yeah. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. So that is really cool. Is your, do you think the next time they do it, are they going to do it over zoom again? Do you think they might go Facebook or right? That's, that's uh, my Twitch maybe. 
Twitch would be pretty cool. Not even gonna lie. I may actually have to present that to them. Um, yeah, he- here's the thing. Um, I love Wisconsin Voices for Recovery, which is why I spoke at their event last year. Um, do a bunch of volunteer work for them because what they're doing is awesome. Um, you know, I'm 29 years old, and I, I, I. I would say I'm pretty tech savvy. I'm pretty caught up to speed with every new, you know, platform that being social media platform that's coming out or that has came out I'm pretty, you know, savvy with it, except TikTok. I'll never download TikTok. Um, but uh, I'm not a that's big like fan of Snapchat. Zoom. Right. I really lose, use Snapchat either. I think I've had Snapchat <clears throat> for three years and I have 97 snaps. <laughs> so yeah i work Zoom, with a guy who sends 97 snaps a day see i i don't get that <laughs> i don't i had a conversation two days ago with somebody and i was like literally it was two days ago i was like i i don't understand it i i why don't you just text them i'm like why are you yeah. snapping i guess because the filters and, and and i mean obviously we all know why i mean you, you got you know people it's the dick pics. They shouldn't be sending each other. But I'm for just going to say it. Aren't I'm a, doing I'm a, that. Put it out there. <laughs> it's like, what are you? <laughs> First off, you shouldn't be doing that. But, you know, whatever. To each his own. But it's like, why don't you just text the person? Or I don't know. It's odd. But Zoom, not really a platform I like. I would rather just do Facebook Live, IG Live, or anything like that. It's more, more interactive, in my opinion. Um, but. I think it's easier for people to understand too. Yes, but I agree. not that Zoom is difficult. I'm not Zoom is not difficult at all. No, um, it's just but that being said, Facebook is probably a little easier even. So everybody has Facebook. Facebook. It's yeah, Facebook is so surprising, man. You would think that you know, obviously Facebook what bought IG, right? Yeah. So it's like IG is obviously extremely popular, but Facebook still kicks ass, man, in, in its own ways. <laughs> that being with marketing and, and yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Like IG, I thought was you know top notch, but Facebook's just been on it, just been on it. And that's kind of just what my point is. Um, Facebook's just been destroying it with the marketing, geofencing, all that jazz. So hopefully, you know, if we do the recording. Um, or the uh, live uh, stream again, we use Facebook Live or maybe even Instagram Live. But all in all, man, it, it went well. I'll just leave it at that. It went very, very well. And I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, it's an awesome platform and really, really cool initiative that they have going on there. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So that's all that's been new, new with me, man. I know that you've been beyond stoked about this weekend video games i mean you've been texting me sending me videos i was definitely going to chat about last of us i finally started playing it (laughs) yeah that that was that was like pretty close to what started kicking off the week it felt like (laughs) i so the the next generation is coming here soon so we're finally starting to find out information about it just what does that mean what's going to happen the thing that I'm the most excited about with both Xbox and PlayStation is they're going to have solid state drives, which is going to make loading 
instantaneous almost. So, and then uh, I still have a launch PS4 when they built the, you know, the PS4 and the Xbox One's internet Wi-Fi technology was just getting to 5G and being a pretty constant 5G. So my launch PS4 can't have 5G Wi-Fi, so it's not as fast as it should be. Um, so I'm I'm also excited about that. Mm-hmm. I don't the graphics. There's always a graphics leap, but I'm the most excited about the load times. So anyway, like last week, right before I think it was right before we recorded, Xbox had a press conference that kind of showed their games that they're kind they're excited about. It was all third party. There's a new Assassin's Creed set in Vikings, uh, and like the Vi- Vikings taking over England time period. Um, that looks really cool, but mm-hmm. what really got me excited, <laughs> what really got me going started with, uh, Tony Hawk's pro skater one and two being remastered. I, I did see that. I did like, that's pretty sweet. That's not something that like, I'm super pumped up about. Like I played those games with friends, but I didn't like, you know, I wasn't super in love with them. They were really cool. Don't get me wrong, but they just weren't me uh but then the next day epic revealed their unreal engine 5 and normally normally when they reveal this stuff like it's cool or whatever and but i don't get super excited about it however this time as they're showing this off they say this is running in real time on a playstation 5 And as they say that, a button prompt comes up and it's recorded gameplay. As they're talking about it, they're able to show it. It's on a PS5 dev kit, which isn't Mm -hmm. the final PS5 build. Right. But still, like, that's so freaking cool, dude. (laughs) It it looks so gorgeous. Like, everything with, there were no load times. You could tell they were, like, even when they were uh, messing with the environment and they were able to show, like, dynamic lighting changes. Like just basically they would change the light and in real time it would show you the changes in the shadows. There's no load. It just happened. Just doesn't. It's just, just there. And it's like, I I don't know. That just got me super geeked out when I heard that. And then they got towards the end of their demo and they said um, they were su- supposed to show this at uh, the game developers conference. And not only were they supposed to show it, but it was going to be playable. Gee, and obviously that got shut down because of, because of COVID. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the, that was one of the first uh, conferences that got shut down. So shut that was down. March. Damn. It was supposed to happen. Okay. That, okay. that, that, oh, that, and that was that, that was that video you sent me first, right? The, the, yeah, the, 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 the sec, second, the, sec, the, the second one, the ghost of the ghost uh, of, ghost of the ghost of Tsushima. Uh, yes. That was, the second, the first video I sent you. Yeah. Okay. So, so the engine one. Yes, I did watch that one too. I loved the when she was crawling or crawling, climbing. You know the 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 rocks or whatever. I'm like, I like. I think I paused it and just zoomed in, and it's unreal how how real that looks. Um, that is 
That's unbelievable to me. Uh, it the is rocks, photorealistic. Yes, the like the rock pebbles were falling down the side of the cliff, and I'm like, I'm like, this is this is getting outrageous. Um, <laughs> right, this generation on PlayStation, which isn't even as powerful as Xbox One X, like there's some pretty photorealistic stuff where you look at the. It's it's never really the people. It's the the background that I feel like can look absolutely, uh, it looks real. Yeah, it looks and very real. Now you see this and it's like, it's like high def realness. It, you know, it's, it's, perf- it's like a perfectly sunny day. You're looking at something, perfect details, what it looks like. It's so cool. Yeah, it's it's incredible how much better that's what I was, you know, thinking about as I was watching, and I was like, you know, PS4 graphics are are awesome, but it's like, how much better can it be? And they are proving it now that there's room for improvement, and they're they're getting even more in depth with the detail, the finer details, and it's just like, you know, what's what's it, what's it going to be like in in five years from now, in ten years yeah. from now? And that's kind of the cool thing to too. So with this. With this engine, yeah. So with this engine, you know they're they're giving you tools to make things easier to develop games too. So, mm. you know, like the Unreal Engine Five is used, or the well, I mean, there's four and three. Those are used on all systems. Any system that a video game can be made on, basically, the Unreal Engine's there. So, like, it's going to look similar on Xbox. But the thing that was uh, like really cool about this too is they're making it easier to develop games. So game development's going to hopefully be streamlined a little bit and maybe be a little bit shorter between games. So instead of looking at four years, mm-hmm. you could be looking at three, maybe two. Like that would be incredible. Absolutely. If you're able to, you know, make the ease, streamline things that take place in the background so that people don't have to worry about it at a granular level anymore. Gosh, that's exciting too. Like, yeah, that could be. And then the, uh, so Xbox has been really loud this generation right now or not generation, but leading up to their, the reveal, like Xbox has been out there a lot more than Sony. So Sony has been getting criticized a lot for not really talking about the PS five and, uh, kind of when they did, they got too in the details and they didn't really give people anything they get excited about. And then just randomly on this Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it was, it was like, oh, if this is running on a PS5 and then the founder of Epic comes out and is talking about how Sony has cracked like these, um, it's not, not just the graphical fidelity of the mm-hmm. PS5, has to do with like the loading and where they're putting their memory stores so that the uh, the machine runs more efficiently, which means that you can do a lot more the you can do more powerful stuff faster basically right it, exactly basically what that's what it comes down to is yeah, it was just that was really cool and then to just like come out of left field and they basically made that for, for PlayStation was a louder splash than anything else before. 
<laughs> so uh <laughs> no yeah, it's pretty that, cool though that's that, really exciting that's pretty cool it's kind of like a, a work in silence type of thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> let your let the you know let your work and let your product and let your your actions speak louder type yep. of thing and so that, that's pretty that's pretty cool actually and the thing so for for me personally like playstation speaks to me because i enjoy the single player games the single player games that come out of playstation in my opinion can't be touched by microsoft right now but microsoft has bought a lot of studios so i think that their games this next generation might start to get up to that quality but to speak to that too playstation put on a state of play which is basically just a deep dive into a game that's coming out in July called Ghost of Sh- the Ghost of Tsushima, Sh- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and uh, it's eighteen minutes. And you basically for this game, they've been talking about it for a few years, but you there hasn't really been much for gameplay shown. And this was, was all gameplay. Uh, they even showed some combat, and I, I told you this game is a Monte Ball game. Oh, for sure. It's got monsters written all over it. All over. As soon as I watched it, and as soon as I played the video, and I heard the, heard the music. You know, I, you know, I, I heard the music. Excuse me, heard the music playing, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, okay, okay. They're 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 drawing me in already pretty quickly, and uh, I love games like that. The open world, um, the history. Um, that they're tying into it. I really loved the idea of, cause I really loved the, the video game, the thief, you know, the thief, the assassin yep. creeds. Um, I need to get back to playing Sekiro. Um, but I, I love like, it's like those games mixed in one. And I love that style of, of assassin where you got to hide, where you got to sneak attack, where you got to be um, very strategic in how, in who you attack first, how you attack them. Um, and where you attack them from yep. and that's it, just really really cool stuff right there and there was one thing i don't i i, I don't know I, I i maybe i'll like it if i play it but in watching the video um i love the combat for one you know the you know i don't want to get too gory here and sound too crazy but you know the sword and the blood and all that stuff is it's it's pretty awesome but the arrow the arrow when they shoot the arrow um at you know the enemy's head it's it's kind of cartoonish in a sense um do you remember you know what i'm talking about they kind of just like bounce back um i don't know i guess i was just expecting something different more gory ish to it goriness to it um kind of to match the sword um, slicing them and up and stuff. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too, sound that's, too crazy here, but <laughs> it's not, it's not the, f- like that's not the final build. <laughs> okay. okay. So you got to remember that too. That's true. But even then, I don't know. That didn't bug me too much, but I know what you're saying. Uh, well, I was, I was being, they got hit by the arrow and, and it kind of got f- thrown back a little bit. Do you want to know what it reminded me of? Zelda wind waker. Okay. That's what it really reminded me of. Just just that one point yeah. in in but that's not gonna make or break the game, in my opinion, even definitely. when I do play it. So it was definitely not going to. Um I love the whole idea of you know him you can you can change the direction of the wind. Uh, well, 
Yeah, the, the direction of the wind is takes you towards your objective or whatever. It actually takes you to whatever you marked on the map to go to, which is really cool. That's pretty sweet. So instead of being an arrow pointing you in the world, the wind is blowing you in the direction. Which that's is, awesome. Yeah, I think I think that's a really cool idea. Um, that's, really, that's really sweet. So so it's like based in Japan yep. when the Mongols invaded Japan. That's when this story is taking place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't know a lot about the story, but from what I can tell, it's kind of like Robin Hood. But Japanese, so like, okay, okay, you have, let's say, you know, a Japanese lord who becomes an outlaw and then helps the poor people, kind of, uh, you know, get get their comeuppance. So that that's kind of how it seems to me, and I that really excites me. That's a cool story. So then you have yeah. Last of Us Two coming in a month. <laughs> I have a month to beat Final Fantasy Seven. So I better get on that. I'm probably halfway through now, which is really cool. But <laughs> my goodness, this, things things have heat, got heated up quick. They're evolving. So yeah, Last of Us. Uh, yeah, I finally started planning it again. Restarted back from the beginning, and I yeah, I uh, most definitely got past the generator part. Uh, it was a lot easier than than I than I thought. Um, that's the thing easier. with that game that game is the simple solution is generally the solution they don't make things complicated which is mm-hmm. kind of the beauty of it for sure mm-hmm. I thought I told you I thought that that with that part for the longest time I thought you had to start the generator for all because because you had the key card but the key card didn't work so I just thought you had to start the generator f- to get the power on I don't know for all the zombies to come out and then you had to kill the one of the zombies who had the actual right key card. I didn't know you just had to turn the power on just so the door would work. And you just, <laughs> so I just sprinted past them all and just walked through the door. But, uh, but yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to get back to playing that. And, and uh, it's awesome, man. It's a, it's a very emotional game. And I, and, and I already told you with the part that I'm at, I just washed up on shore from, um, you know the the uh, I forgot the names already, but the the black guy and his brother and the black his black uh, brother, uh, the two black characters they 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 just saved us and uh, and everything, and now we're just walking on the on the shore going towards I forgot which direction, but I'm I'm excited, man. I'm thrilled to see what's to come next because I've talked to a lot of people and I've yet to hear one bad report or or anything about this video game. Not one. I have not heard anyone say that this game is bad. So I'm excited. And uh, do you, do you want to hear something else that might excite you? What's up? I think that part that you just got past is the weakest part of the game. I think once you get past that part, it flies. And it's so much more engaging. Like you're about to... when you, The part you're at is when the game grabs you and it doesn't let you go for the rest of it. So, okay. Be ready is all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I'm excited for it. Let's definitely do it. I didn't have enough time to play recently. The last two days has been super busy, but I I'll have some free time, a lot of free time tomorrow. I'm going to going to dive back into it. And I should have the game. I should beat it. 
Well, within the next three days, at least. I don't know when, but I, I should be able to get through it within the next three days. I would think you would have about eight hours left, probably okay. eight to ten hours left. So, yeah, that's of gameplay, and depending on how long it takes you to beat bosses and stuff, too, uh, give or take some time. And I don't know how much you explore the world either. So, like, I kind of ran to every nook and cranny trying to find all the crafting materials because, yeah, I made uh, I made bombs as often as I could. Okay. Darn clickers. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm going to get through that and I'm going to definitely re- I'm gonna shoot you a text. And uh, I'm going to be excited to talk about it. I should have it done for sure before our next recording. Um, so... Yeah, but how many times have you said I'll have it done by the next recording? Man, it's been it's been hectic. It's been busy. Busy. I know. I I get it. I know how it gets. But I'm just saying, don't don't (laughs) promise things that aren't going to happen. I said I I should. I I hope. How about this? Um, I'll work towards it. Okay, getting it done before the next episode. I like that. (laughs) So that's most definitely what I'll gear gear towards, man. I can most definitely make that happen. I uh, I got a chance to play some more Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. and I got to the to the weird part. We'll put it that way. People who have played the original and now this one know what I'm talking about. I was really excited to get to this part, and uh, it did not disappoint. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. The, this game is uh, it's living up to the hype. I'm I'm really loving it, and. The more I'm starting, the more I play, the more I'm starting to understand the battle system, the more I'm liking it. So the battle system on its face feels simple, but it's actually really deep and it can get complicated kind of quick. So how so? Um so with the spells that you have, and then uh your allies have abilities. So the way to maximize them, you have to like build up moves by hitting enemies basically at least right now that's how it is uh you need to switch between characters so like build up get your bar full move to the next character build up get your bar full move to the next character and then like combo their um special moves or spells uh to help you out in battles and that really helps you when you start to figure out you don't have to switch between them but boy it makes it a lot easier when you switch between them and start to uh, figure out what their best moves are. So, right. 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 Yeah. I, I, I haven't played final fantasy and so, and I'm not talking like so long as in three years, four years, I'm talking like 15 years. I think maybe it's the last time I played a final fantasy game. Was it 10 with Titus and Yuna? I, dude, I can't even tell you. I never really got into those those games. Uh, I don't know. I was young, but I, I, pro- I probably appreciate it more now. But I just never, at the time, never really got into it. I mean, maybe because I was huge. I was huge in Microsoft. Guy. I was huge in Xbox back well, then. And being into uh, Zelda as much as you were. Yeah. A turn-based true. RPG really isn't. <laughs> doesn't go with that. The first one that I got into was Final Fantasy X. 
Uh, PS2 was when I, fi- I f- first really started to get into single player games. So, like, I didn't beat the first Metal Gear Solid. I never even played it, but I got Metal Gear Solid 2 with my PlayStation and I played and beat that game. That blew my mind. I couldn't believe how good that game was. Like, you had cutscenes in there that were like 45 minutes long. So, like, oh, I'll beat this boss real quick before school. And then I'd be late for school trying to finish the freaking cutscene. My mom would be like, what are you doing down there? Come downstairs, shut it off. Like, <laughs> what What are you doing? So, yeah, like uh, Final Fantasy X was the first Final Fantasy game that came out on PS2. And that that game really got me. And then one of my best friends at the time spoiled the ending for me, so I never beat it. I was so mad at him. Who does like, that? What are you doing? But it, he didn't do it on... He did it on purpose, but he didn't do it to hurt my feelings. We're just stupid kids, you know? I guess. I guess, yeah. That's like, that's how I get when, because, you know, I I play video games. I love video games, but I feel like, you know, you got a a way bigger appreciation for video games than I do. Um, But for me, I love, you know, for me, it's movies. Like, I'm obsessed with movies and all that stuff. And when people spoil endings for me on movies i get so upset um it's just so uh it's so rude it's so yeah it's just uh it really gets under my skin when people do that um so i always try to stay off twitter and stuff when a new movie comes out of course but but yeah i would be i'd be i would have been upset at my at my friend if he would have done some stuff like that <laughs> Yeah, I was especially because that's not a short game. Like, I think I put <laughs> forty hours into it, and then he spoiled the ending for me. Like, I actually probably had more than that because I got into the Blitz Ball pretty hard. So, so you just stopped. You just stopped playing. It. I just stopped. Which I should have picked it back up and beat it, but yeah, I just stopped. So, well, then I think Halo got introduced into my life. So that was yeah. nice. Halo just took the world by storm. Yes, it did. Uh, You know, going over to my buddy's house, we'd have four TVs in the living room, four Xboxes. Everybody linked up, just being like, okay, who's on whose TV? Well, my TV's too small. I can only have one other person. And, well, my TV's fine. I can have four people, so it's no big deal. Then you try to split up the teams. You'd have to switch TVs so you couldn't screen peek. <laughs> that was the thing. Oh, you just, you just, oh my God, so many memories. <laughs> so screen peeking. Just like setting the stage. Oh my gosh, dude. Some of the stuff we did just to eliminate the screen peeking was just, my gosh, just, we would put a, <laughs> we would put a cardboard box. Yep on the on the tv just to you know like cut it and and stuff just so yeah they couldn't look at our screen um and stuff like that i can just only imagine yeah just uh just the stuff that people did yeah that was man those were the days when times were simpler right yeah yeah yes goodness gracious where everyone's crowded in one room all you smell is feet Pizza, and Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Jack's Pizza, and Mountain Dew, and armpits. 
gosh. <laughs> I can still smell the room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Up till 3 a.m. Just on a school night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. On a school night. Just trying to just, I don't, gosh, how many hours, how many hours do you think in one year, one year, you probably put into Halo, maybe Halo 2, or even Halo 3. One year. You can pick whichever one. Um, the most I played was Halo 2, for sure. Me too. Um, my c- freshman year of college, I bet you I played... I would put it close to 2,000 hours of Halo 2. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Let me make sure. Let me make sure that that uh, math checks out. But it was a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I probably played against you, not even knowing. Who probably. You were, I for sure destroyed you. Whooped you. I was unreal at that game. Not even trying to toot my own horn. Unreal. I think a lot of people were so good at that game, though. No bullet drop at all. Just right. <laughs> just straight. And it was like instant too. It's not yeah. like there was any any <laughs> Yeah. So there's eight thousand seven hundred and sixty hours in a year. Yeah, I bet you I put in about fifteen hundred to two thousand hours. My gosh, it's like a quarter. Because it's it's, it's like, not even <laughs> your first two years of college is not hard. If you go to class, you will pass. At least yeah, that yeah. was just me. And honestly, that was all college for me. If I if I went to class, I was going to pass the class. I was going to get a B or better. Like I was just able to absorb information like that. Um, but I had to go to class, right? I, I was never really one to be able to teach myself. Um, like I know there's those people out there. And they're way smarter than me. But uh, yeah, I would skip class to... Uh, play halo that's for sure get a couple ridiculously competitive people and we'd be going on runs you know, oh you can't quit now you gotta play till we lose kind always. of thing so yeah, it was always the you know one more last game but if you yeah especially when oh my gosh man doubles yep i mean <laughs> the amount of hours but yeah man those was, was good times Good, good times. Oh yeah, I yeah. I, I wish that I would have put more more effort into uh, my first couple of years of college for maybe figure out what I wanted to do with my life a little bit sooner. But uh, I don't know. They were they were fun. That's for sure. They're fond memories when I look back on it. Absolutely, absolutely. Just that camaraderie. That it was, it was fun. It was it was it was fun. I, I miss it. That's for sure. How uh, were you able to watch any new movies this week? Not really. No, man, I didn't even have the opportunity to watch any movies either. Um, no, yeah. I, I was watching Family Guy. I kind of hopped back on Hulu and started watching Family Guy and, and realized, you know, forgot how funny it was. But other than that, no, man, you? Um, well, I've watched, uh, I just put on stupid movies at night a lot of times. Watch some School of Rock. That movie still makes me laugh. <laughs> that movie is 
very good. Underrated. It most definitely is underrated. That is a very good movie. And um, the music is good. Like yeah. the music they made for the movie is solid. So yeah, I, I enjoy that movie a lot. And then last night, Ashley and I turned on Crazy Stupid Love, which is Emma Stone, Steve Carell, um, Ryan Gosling. Oh, and who's the other actress? My goodness, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have to look this up because I'm gonna get mad. But anyway, for some reason, we stayed up the whole night, or not all the whole night, but till midnight watching it to finish it. Crazy stupid love. We've seen it before. So it's like, why are we doing this again? But yeah, we we like that movie. It's funny. I I think it's one of Steve Carell's best movies. Julianne uh, Moore. God, how could I not remember that? I'll have to check it out. I'll yeah, it's it out. It, it's kind of a chick flick, but that's all right. We can all use a little bit of chick flick in our lives. Mm, touche. Touche, man. I think that's about... All that I've watched this week. Uh, I've watched you know, nothing. TV shows here and there, but nothing. Like we're watching Westworld, but we haven't really been able to. Uh, we didn't really get to watch any of those episodes this week. Felt like the kids went to bed super late this week. And we're just <laughs> on something. So Yeah, it was a weird week. Weird week. Busy. Somewhat stressful, not completely stressful, but uh, glad to kind of finish it off, you know, with, uh, with a good podcast episode, just to kind of just dump everything out. Because um, it was it was an exciting weekend for video games, um, most definitely. So that that's that's the highlight. Um, other than obviously the Zoom interview thingy, I had uh, the highlight of the week for sure. Yeah, and then and. and I'm looking forward to to more video games, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, we got a question here. Oh, moving. Oh, from Dan the Man Anderson, <laughs> trying to uh, trying to keep up with uh, Danimal the yogurt. Dan Clark from last. <laughs> oh my last gosh. episode. You get where I'm going with that? You know, there's the Danimal yogurt. I it's just like now caught on. Type yogurt. I just now caught on. I just now caught it. At first, it was like, over my head, but I reached back and grabbed it. I got it. I used to be like, "Why is your name the yogurt?" And he'd look at me. What are you? Oh, you're so stupid! Oh my god! Damn! Nobody eats that. So uh, his question is: Where's your guys' favorite places to eat in Madison? Hmm. Oh. Favorite place? So one of mine hmm. is Gray's around the Capitol. So if we're around the Capitol and we're looking for a place to eat, mm-hmm. I love to eat at Gray's, G-R-A-Z-E. Uh, I've taken more than a few friends there. It's not overly expensive. You could eat two people there easily for $30. I would yeah. say pretty much everything's $20 or less for a plate, even dinner. Um, they do, if you get like a steak or something that can get a little pricey, um, and some of their specials are around 25 or so, but I, I think I have not gotten anything from there that I haven't finished or been happy with. So, yo, the mac and cheese there is pretty good. Yeah. That 
Yes. You were like, what is this? And then, oh, can we get two more orders of these? They're cheese curds, too. <laughs> Their cheese curds are some of the best I've had in Madison. That's a good spot. I'll, 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 give, you, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an A for that one. And I'll give you an A. A minus, not an A plus. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's not good. Applebee's? It's, it's good. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. You already know. That's my answer for sure. I'm, I'm I basic. It. I'm basic I, as hell. I heard, I heard your mom yelling. <laughs> Applebee's, right. say right. Applebee's. Right? Gosh, she just she. We're gonna lose our table if you don't plug Applebee's. Gosh, I'm sure she. I don't know has stock in Applebee's or some sort of. Or I don't know. They, they. Uh, I just remember that time we went to the mall. We were trick or treating with my oldest, <laughs> and uh, your mom stops to talk to someone. Oh, this is we're just trick or treating with my grandson, and uh, this is my son in law and my daughter. We're like, oh, who's that? Oh, she's our waitress at Applebee's. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I gave her. I gave her a card too for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yo, Applebee's, the one-off. I don't. I don't know if there's multiples. I think there are. There is multiples. Yeah, there are. The one-off East Washington, man. I'm telling you, man. They know what they're doing there, but you got to go at certain times. You got to go where the, where, the, where it's the good staff is there. Um, but it's good food, man. The chicken wings, like the boneless wings. Yeah, you know, I really don't, I'm really not a fan of boneless wings either. But their boneless wings and their fries, man. It's just, it's just, it's a, it's delicious. Uh, so for me, it's Applebee's and Halong Bay. Okay, I like Halong Bay a lot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know that. Absolutely. So. Uh, that's a that's a good pick. Their egg rolls. You go to Holland Bay, get their egg rolls, and Have then go to. all the way in the back of the menu to the house specials. House special one and house special two. You're welcome. No, I gotta, say. I gotta get that bun thirteen or or whatever the heck it is. It's like the salad bowl. Um, is it bon? Bon, yeah. there it is. Yeah, whatever it is. I I struggle there because they have no pictures on their menu. So I, <laughs> it's that menu is intense. It's I, I get nervous and then I just panic, panic, um, order. Yep. <laughs> so my favorite, uh, Italian restaurant is Via Dolce over in Middleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in that little hot spot of all those amazing restaurants in Middleton. But, uh, yeah, they have a, they focus more on their pizza, but I love their bolognese. It's the best bolognese I've had outside of Italy, for real. Never been in New York, so you you know, hold me a little bit there. But yeah, okay. and Madison, I I love that place. Right. Ashley and I, that's our place to go to if we go for like a anniversary dinner or um, uh, New Year's Eve dinner. We went there too, so. Okay, I gotta check check that spot out. Um, for me, compadres for Mexican. I know, man. No, compadres is very good, very, very, very good. But El Pastor on Park Street's better. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll have to test this theory. Their their steak tacos, man. Those steak tacos from El Pastor. Hopefully, I'm even saying that right are to literally die for. I've I said when one week I spent way too much money ordering their steak tacos. I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to say. 
Their steak tacos are really good. And they give you a lot of steak too, which, which is what, what I love. Corn tortillas. Bonus. Uh, exactly. Um, and it's just, I'm, I might order it tomorrow if they're open. Well, <laughs> one thing about, so about Mexican food is I did not like corn tortillas for the longest time. Then I moved to Madison and I had authentic corn tortillas. Let me tell you, corn tortillas are the way to go if they're authentic and they're they made correct. Yes. Oh if they're not goodness. made correct. If you get a if you if you go somewhere and eat some bad corn tortillas, I understand why you will never want to eat corn tortillas again. Because if they're made, they're either really, really good or they're terrible. Yep. It's, There's it's none horrible. that are just like, oh, that, that was a fine corn tortilla. It's like nope. Yeah, I agree. Um, so another Mexican place I like, which is a grocery store. There's actually two of them. Both of them are grocery stores in the front. Then you can order food in the back. So on Odana Road on the west side is Los Gemelos. They have amazing tacos as well. Um, their gorditas are really, really good too. So I recommend that place. Don't be intimidated when you walk in. They'll treat you just like family when you go there. So. Okay. Uh, and then the place in Sun Prairie here, El Primo, uh, yes, Main Street, best burrito. I disagree. Oh my goodness, their burritos are amazing. It's all fresh. <sighs> it's so fresh. The place is good, but I just it's maybe great. I had a, maybe I had the wrong burrito. I got to try it again. Once did you get chicken? I did. So they're. I get their steak all the time. I got their chicken okay. once. I think their okay. chicken's a little dry. Yeah. But the burrito had their like, steak like, is unbelievably good. There wasn't a lot of flavor to the, the chicken when I was eating it. I was like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I ate the whole thing, of course, because I'm, you know, fat. But like I <laughs> but I'm like <laughs> I was like, uh, like it's you know, it's not uh, compadres, I think, is Capadres, I think, has the best burritos. Um, that queso on the burrito. Is, See, to me, delicious. the only reason that I list compadres is their queso. Their queso is True. to die for. Yes. yes. That queso is incredible. So, um, But if it wasn't for their queso, I would go, you know, one of those other two restaurants that I named. And I need to try El Pastor because maybe El Pastor will be number one. Who knows? I I wouldn't be, I won't be surprised. You probably have to try it like twice because you've been going to Compadres for so long, and I'm hyping up another place, so you might have your expectation maybe a little bit too high. But then try it a second time, and you'll be well, like, mm-hmm. I just want to say I've tried places you've made my expectations high for before. So now when you recommend things, my expectations don't get too high. I just <laughs> say, oh, I got to try it. I'm saying that your movie taste disappoints me. My movie taste. I'm <laughs> rotten tomatoes contacts me first. Oh, okay. That explains a lot. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably wasn't a good, probably wasn't good right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> get, getting back to restaurants uh, for diners. Hubbard is my favorite in Madison. That's in Middleton as well. They're, everything they make at Hubbard is just is some of the best I've ever had, but their huevos rancheros is an, on another level amazing. Um, they actually, last time I was there, they added a few things to it. 
but their homemade salsa has stayed the same, and that's where it's at. Their homemade salsa is just incredible, and it makes the breakfast on its own. It, oh my goodness, that <laughs> just thinking about it, I I want to go tomorrow to get some. So, which I won't because that would not last in a vehicle for thirty mm. minutes. But All I right. will drive thirty minutes for the breakfast. One spot I really liked for their breakfast. I don't. I, I don't think they're open anymore. I think they. I think they're not there anymore. Uh, the egg and I. I oh. loved. I'm talking. I love their breakfast. Their eggs Benedict, and their um. I forgot which kind of waffles I got. Can't remember. But I'd always get waffles. Um, I loved the powdered sugar that they put on there. And their eggs Benedict was. I'm upset. I think I think I drove past a couple weeks back, and I think they were gone. But I don't know. I I gotta really? I gotta check this out. That, that place is be. the egg and I. Oh my god! I love. I haven't that made place. that drive in a while, but yeah, I remember you told us about it, and I was like, oh yeah, whatever. And then we ended up going, and I was like, okay, I'll give them this one. It's good. It is really good. So I, I'd be. I'd be a little sad too if they weren't there anymore. So I think they are. I just Googled it. I think they are still there. Obviously, uh-huh. dining is an X, delivery an X, right. but takeout as a green check mark. Um, so where our daycare is, just down the road is a breakfast restaurant that we never stopped in, and I was a little leery to stop in, but we ended up stopping. And it was it was incredible. I we we're definitely going back. And uh, the owners were working, and they're the nicest people. It's called the Monona Family Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was very impressed with their food there. I was not expecting it. You can always tell a good breakfast restaurant by their bacon. So if you order a side of bacon, and if it's thin and it's really crunchy, it's like okay, whatever. You know, this is this isn't a very good breakfast spot. But if you get that side of bacon and it's thick and it's cooked correct, right, which means not too chewy, not too crunchy, you know, somewhere right in the middle. And in my opinion, obviously people have the way that they like their bacon cooked, but <laughs> uh yeah, I that that was awesome. I I recommend that place too. Good man. Good. I think we think we gave uh any other wild cards? The good, uh, I, that's it, man. Some good, some good restaurant spots for, for Dan. Was it Dan the the man? Dan the man. Oh, okay, okay, Dan the man. <laughs> I I love sushi too. There has not been a, a restaurant in Madison, a sushi restaurant that has been like to die for. I've had pretty good sushi, but uh. Had better sushi at other places, so I don't really think I have a sushi place to recommend. No, neither do I. No, no, not really that big on sushi. Yeah, it's good sushi is probably my favorite food. I love it. Hmm. And I remember when <laughs> when I was probably like twenty two. Yeah, the thought of sushi made me throw up in my mouth a little bit, and then I had it, and I was like. This is amazing. What have I been keeping from myself? From that point forward, I've been willing to try anything. So, eel is the only thing I can't have in sushi. The texture doesn't sit well with me. 
<laughs> I got you, man. I got you. That's that's good. That's that's good because I wouldn't. I would never even try you ever. Ever. How how do you know you don't like it though? That's the thing. I don't. You could be I, missing out on your favorite food. Kind of feel like I'm not missing out. <laughs> kind of feel like I'm not missing out. You know. That you know what's going to happen now. Don't like it. Somebody's going to sneak it into your food and be like, "Dude, you just ate eel." Really? I think I might like eel. And then you're no. going to try it. This is my new favorite food. No, I'm the type. Oh my I'll, goodness! I'll probably be like, "Oh, that was delicious." Oh, well, we snuck eel in there. That was disgusting. (laughs) Immediately changed my mind. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, let's say people want to ask a question next week. Where can they find us, Monts? Yeah, man. Yeah, I think we most definitely gave Dan the man a a good amount of restaurants. Good amount of restaurants. That was an awesome question, actually. I really, really love that question. But please, guys, shoot your questions to us. Um, Find me. On Twitter at MonteBall28, Instagram at MonteBall. Um, send me a message. Obviously, find us at Untapped Keg um, and shoot us some messages. Some messages there as well. Uh, RJ, where can they find you? I'm at it's Trickster. The I and Trickster is a one. Uh, that's on Twitter. Also, yeah, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Reddit, UntappedKeg.com. On tapkeg at gmail.com. Uh, one other thing we got was a question that is going to be real short from Nick Langer on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Boxers or briefs? Briefs. It's pretty simple. The correct answer is neither. It's a combination of both. Boxer briefs. <laughs> what? And with that, we will catch you guys next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you, God. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.